0: Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared. Fears faded, and Jesus revealed that he is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. Today, many students go to college with numerous questions about their faith, yearning to know if the seed planted in them as a child is both true and practical. Using the miracle on the road to Emmaus as a model, young adult ministers conversed weekly for three months with college students about the most pressing questions they had about the Catholic faith. As they journeyed together virtually, something amazing happened. Doubts disappeared, fears faded, and Jesus revealed that He is still alive. Hearts Burning Within Us, the latest book from Patchwork Heart Ministry, is a result of that grace-infused conversation. It is the perfect back-to-school gift for recent high school graduates and current college students. Get your copy for them today at patchworkheart.org or by calling 424-704-3278. That's 424-704-3278. Welcome to the Sowing Hope podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend, Anne DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Sowing Hope. And yes, you're seeing our faces Uh, for the first time, or at least mine for the first time. You saw Anne's uh, this past Tuesday. But uh, we're very excited to be with all of you this evening and be able to bring to you Sowing Hope uh, like we always do. And today uh, we're going to be doing a Ministry Updates episode. So Anne, how are you doing uh, this evening?
1: I'm doing great, Bill. It's good to be here. And our first time on a video with you and I, aside from the Catholic Marketing Network Conference video that we did uh, a couple days ago. Yeah,
0: that was so much fun to be able to uh, interview and talk with all those people. Uh, and I do encourage people if you missed that episode, go back and take a look at it because you did some amazing interviews with some incredible people, uh, and they all have wonderful ministries that we have to support as well. So, and that we're going to be working with in the next uh, you know year or so. So we're real pumped about uh, the many connections that we made. At Catholic Marketing Network, but it's great to be back uh, with our listeners and to be able to be uh, talking with them about you know the many things going on in our ministries. Gosh, there's so much going on and so much happening, right?
1: Yeah, we have a lot going on, Bill, and uh, and I think it's amazing because you know we've been in existence now for a year and a half, and it might not seem like that long, but we've done double episodes every single week for the last year and a half. So that means we've done two Sewing Hope episodes. So I just wanna encourage people who are watching this video and listening to go to patchworkheart.org on YouTube, look it up, Patchwork Heart Ministry, subscribe, and then take a look at some of those awesome guests that we've had over the last year and a half. Cause I just think it's been a wonderful journey. You know, we started this podcast right when the pandemic started. and God really brought it together. So I'm just so grateful to you, Bill, and to be able to be here with all the people that listen to our podcast regularly.
0: Absolutely. 157 episodes deep now. It's crazy. When I, when I type those numbers in each week on the YouTube, I go, wow, I can't believe I'm typing number 157. Uh, so that's uh, pretty special folks, um, to be able to be sharing the airways with, uh, you know, many guests and, and, uh, throughout the course of uh the, the past year and a half. And, and you know, we do encourage you to reach out to us. I think that's the other big thing that uh, I always like to mention is that you reach out to us. I, I know it's in the bumper close to the show, but um, you know, email us. It's very simple sewing hope at patchworkheart.org, S-E-W-I-N-G hope at patchworkheart.org. And you can um, you know, reach out to us, email us, say, hey, I'd like to come on the show, or I've got a great guest, or I like this. Uh we want to connect with our audience. Uh, and And we just love to do that. We always get back to people right away when they, when they email us. So uh, please, uh, you know, don't hesitate to reach out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, God is really working in this podcast because, you know, when we came together, Bill, I think that we had something in common that we wanted it to be a catechetical, podcast, meaning that we wanted to follow the teachings of the church, but we also wanted to do a couple other things. We wanted to highlight wonderful guests of of people who are doing great things to help to make the world a better place, and a lot of Catholics, but let's face it, we've also had other people aside from just Catholic ministries, authors, and speakers, we've also had some people who are uh, just, you know, doing some great things in ministry. Um, Aside from, you know, some are even um, non-Catholics that are doing excellent work for the world. And so I think that's where we are saying that it's sowing hope, really. It truly is sowing hope into broken hearts.
0: Yes, absolutely. And it's, um, you know, a wonderful thing to be able to encounter those various stories. I'll just say I was in my Uber yesterday and I was driving around and um, I had picked up a gentleman who was in recovery from drug addiction and um it was it was pretty cool because the conversation i got in with him was actually about the podcast and he and he said um you know you all should interview me because i've been through so much and i and i've been arrested and i've been this and i've been that and i i realize and i see how much i need that higher power in my life and uh, i I, I, he's like, I got a four year old daughter, and I've got this and I've got that. And it was just an amazing conversation that I had with this gentleman in the car, um, you know, because the Holy Spirit does that uh, in our lives and uh, puts those people in your path. And so I, I, I just think that when you're out there living in the world, it's, you know, there's, there's not a big sign that says, oh, by the way, I'm Catholic. On our forehead, you know. I mean, I mean, okay, one day a year, Ash Wednesday, maybe. Uh, you, you we know who the Catholics <laughs> are. But other than that, there's not really a, a you know, a sign walking. Around, oh, here you're Catholic. Um, you know, I, I, and and we don't all just have to associate with one another all the time. We have to get out of our box, uh, and we have to meet people outside of that. And that's one of the things that I think is great about this podcast. While we retain, you know, the the authentic teachings of the church, and we believe, uh, what we, what we believe about, you know. Our faith, we're not afraid to have a conversation with someone who may uh come from a different perspective. Uh and 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 that's a beautiful thing. And so I, I encourage people to um, you know, don't be afraid to encounter, you know, that in your life. Don't be afraid to encounter those um, you know, those circumstances when when they happen. Embrace them because you're going to learn, you're going to grow. If we just hang out with the people we agree with all the time, <laughs> you know what what is what is that? What good is that? Yes,
1: yeah, absolutely. And um, you're right, Bill. I mean, it's what it comes down to is that you know God loves everyone. And when we're Catholic, you know that word means universal. There are certain truths that we believe and we know are right and correct and what are we're taught. But one of those big truths is to love others as God loves them. And that's what this Sewing Hope podcast is really all about. Because when Bill and I came together, we said we wanted it to be about catechesis and the truths of the faith. But we also wanted it to be about God's love and God's mercy and about the fact that, you know, all of us have different gifts and talents. So we really wanted to highlight the great things that so many people are doing in ministry, And, you know, we've had a a lot of authors on this show and a lot of people who are very talented in the world. And so that's been a joy. But um, Bill, I thought, you know, we haven't done this in a while. And since it's our first like video show, um, maybe for the sake of the people watching, why don't we tell our own stories before we get into those ministry updates? Because I think that would be an interesting thing for our viewers and our, our listeners to learn about you and I. Um, and about our, our personal lives and uh, our faith. So why don't we start out with you, Bill? Let, I would love to hear your faith story.
0: Yeah. Um, so I mean, w- when I give this witness, um, you know, in front of a large group of people, I always tell them, my my faith journey begins before I can remember, uh, and I think for a lot of us it begins before we can remember because our, our parents had us baptized, uh, and and I'll just tell you that my my baptism. Um, was maybe a little bit more unique than some others, because I was baptized in the emergency in the hospital. Uh, I, it was hours before my first open heart surgery that I had, and that's where the name Patchwork Heart Ministry comes from, is because um, I literally had patches sewn in my heart. Uh, so so I've, you know, during during heart surgery. So um but, but that's where my faith journey began. It began obviously at baptism as for, as it does for, for many Christians. And, um, with that being said, you know, um, just because you're baptized doesn't mean everything is perfect, right? I mean, I I had an imperfect heart. I still have an imperfect heart. Um, it's patched together. It's, it's beating, uh, and it's working and it's, you know, keeping me alive, be able to do this podcast with you right now. But beyond that, um, it's it's not it's not all sunshine and roses as Rocky says either. Um, it's it's also moments of struggle and so what ended up happening during the first year of my life was that uh, as a result of one of the heart surgeries or heart procedures that I had, I ended up having a stroke and it, it paralyzed or it, the, the left half of my body, I should say it impacted the left half of my body so it was left hemiparesis and it took, uh, many many years of physical therapy, uh, of occupational therapy, to be able to get me to where I'm functioning now. I mean, I think back to my childhood, and there were so many little things like tying shoes, swimming in the swimming pool in the deep end, uh, all these different things that you know, seven eight year olds just hop in, they just do. I was I was struggling to to do those things. Uh, on top of it, I had some learning disabilities and other things that really took a lot of time to. Uh, you know overcome in in my early childhood uh, and by the time I got to high school uh, I, I, I think I knew maybe um, you know indirectly that, that that God had his hand on me um, but by the time I got to high school I, I began to feel a tug for the for religious life for priesthood um, and so I really explored that I went full bore um, toward the priesthood um, and I'm happy. I'm married. Uh, and I just had a, a baby boy uh, who's three months old. Um, but what, what I should say there is that uh, through the search, um, I believe I found God. So, so I went to uh, Steubenville Youth Conference uh, when I was a sophomore in, in high school. It was called God, There Is No Other. It was an incredibly powerful encounter with the, the, with the Lord at uh, Steubenville Youth Conference. And I was able to um grow in faith just just grow in faith there and know that the lord loved me and he just loved uh, you know me and he wanted me to serve him and so uh the the tug to a religious life continued continu- continued uh but but i ended up pulling um back from that uh after my third open heart surgery i was really going toward the priesthood in fact i had all of my paperwork in Uh, to become a a Franciscan priest uh, down in Libertyville, Illinois um, in 2013. I had all this, you know, application. I was living there for 18 months before, prior to my open heart surgery, I was living there. um, And I, and it was really hard for me to say goodbye to those guys because I had to, I had to leave in order to have the open heart surgery. They told me I'd be welcome back. um, But, they weren't going to pay for my open heart surgery so I needed to leave and and figure that out and I did um but but following I opened my, my third open heart surgery which now um, gosh was in uh, June of 2013 um that, gosh it's, it seems like yesterday but uh, it was that long ago and when I woke up from the heart surgery I didn't have the same desire or or passion toward, Formal religious life. I, I woke up and there was just a different reality. Um, God was calling me to something bigger, um, and little did I know that this ministry, Patchwork Heart Ministry, would be the thing that really what he wanted me to do. Uh, so, so here we are. You know, uh, it it it's taken a pandemic to get things organized, <laughs> but um, <laughs> but here we are, and. I like to say, you know, we're beautifully imperfect, right? Like that. We're just, we're imperfect. We have imperfect hearts. Um, every, every one of us does have, has an imperfect heart Mine, You can physically see, you open it up. You're going to see the patches. You're going to see all the um, thread in there and everything. I've got staples and I, they even put Gore-Tex in during the last open heart surgery. I always like to say I'm waterproof. Uh, but the reality is that, um, you know, we, we have a lot of, um, imperfections that we can't see. And so I, th- I think our ministry just tries to be divine physician assistants, drawing people closer to the, the, the heart of God um, and helping them become whole. Uh, and knowing that we can't do that. Like, like Bill Snyder can't do that. Patchwork Heart Ministry can't do that. But there's one person who can. His name is Jesus. He heals, he helps, he redeems. He is our friend. He is our savior. He is our messiah. And if we allow him, if we allow him to take over our heart, our imperfect heart, he will give us a new heart. I mean, that's you know, that's scripture, right? Scripture says, you know, I, I will give you a new heart. And so uh that is beautiful. And and God does. Uh, he He patches it up. And so that's where I think, you know, my my faith journey kind of um you know, it's, it, it's, it's sewn together. It, it's woven together, um, you know, with, with the ministry that we, that we share and that, and that we have uh, here on the Sewing Hope podcast on um, all the many other endeavors that Patchwork heart ministry does, uh, whether it be um, the uh, other podcasts that we have uh, Young Catholics Respond, or it be our new book, which I'm sure we can talk about a little bit later, but but yeah, I mean, Anne, I'd love to hear your story, too, because, you know what, I know that our stories are so interwoven with all the heart, with all the heart trouble, too. So, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, I'd love for you to share, you know, your journey, too.
1: Oh, Bill, thank you. First, be- before I do anything, I have to acknowledge what today is. OK, today is August 19th, Thursday, August 19th, and it is also my 32nd wedding anniversary with Angela, my husband, who, Bill, you know, and uh, so August 19th, 1989 when I was 24 years old, um, married my husband and I have a beautiful life with him. So I just want to say happy anniversary to Angelo and to my family, two daughters, and, and uh, just the celebration of what this day means and, and how amazing that really is. And so, yeah, I'd love to tell you my faith journey, and I'll give you a condensed version so we're not here for three hours. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, my faith journey begins when, like you mentioned, I was baptized as a baby. I'm the oldest of five children, and I was raised Catholic. But I have to admit that when I was growing up, my faith was not number one for me most of my life. When I received my first Holy Communion, when I was like seven or eight years old, Back in the early 1970s, Uh, I did have a realization of the body of Christ. And I remember being very thrilled to receive Jesus. But of course, teenage years happened and and life happened, unfortunately for me. Uh, My parents divorced when I was seven years old. And that did have an impact on me, too, just in my life in general, because, you know, when you're a child of divorce, there's always going to be some challenges there. And I was the oldest as well. Five kids. Uh, now, when I got into my 20s, uh, w- the way that my life was in my 20s was that I was not enlightened yet about how important it was to have faith. Now, did I pray? Yeah, I prayed when you know I had a car accident or when I needed something. Uh, I went to mass, but not every week, unfortunately. So I was kind of away from the church, really, because I wasn't going to mass every single Sunday. And uh, I was married at a fairly young age. And I owe it to my husband that he was better at saying, you know, it's Sunday, we need to go to mass. And I'd say, oh, I'm tired. Uh, I think I want to sleep in, if that makes any sense, you know. But at the age of, um, I'm going to say it was late 20s. Late, well, I, I take that back. It was early 30s when I started to have a realization that I needed to get back to believing, really believing in what I was taught as a child. And so I went back to confession for the first time when my daughter Elaine was a baby, she was probably, I don't know, two or three months old. And she actually came into the confessional with me, with the priest (laughs) (laughs) and got to quote, hear my sins. But you know, she was a two month old nursing baby. So she probably didn't really remember, hear anything, LOL. (laughs) Um, But life went on and then my life changed dramatically in 1999. I had my second daughter. Life was going great. You know, I was back to believing in my faith, back to going to church every week, back to praying, back to going to confession. But life changed even more when after I had my second child, after two months, I started not feeling well. And I know, Bill, you understand, because it was my heart. And although some of the doctors told me that maybe I was depressed, maybe it was anxiety, maybe this whole thing was in my head, I said, listen. It's not in my head. I feel sick. I really, I can't breathe. My heart doesn't feel good. So finally the doctor sent me to get checked by a cardiologist and lo and behold, not only was it not good, but it was way worse than what the doctors thought, you know? So thank God I listened to myself at that time that I knew that I was not feeling well. And it was a disease. It was a very rare disease called a peripartum cardiomyopathy. And that is something that happens in one in 10,000 pregnancies. So if you can imagine, it's a very rare disease. It has nothing to do with heredity. It has nothing to do, for the most part, I don't think, with not taking care of yourself. Although there's some people that, you know, it could have to do with lifestyle. But with me, it certainly wasn't because I wasn't a smoker, wasn't a drinker, and, you know, was really obsessive about taking good care of myself. So the only thing that they could come up with was that it was either an autoimmune disease or that it was from a virus, which is really where I thought it came from, was that it was more something that was like a fluky thing uh, that that just happened to me. And uh, I found out that it was a congestive heart failure. So you can imagine that it's one of those things where you're in danger of dying. And and, uh, I was scared to death. So my mother said to me, why don't you call your church? which I never would have thought of. I I mean, I was going to church again, but I never would have thought like, do I need to talk to a priest about this? But lo and behold, that's what I did. Priest came over. He administered the sacrament of the sick, cried my eyes out and begged God. I said, Lord, I don't want to die. And Bill, I know you understand what that means when you say that to God, when you have a heart issue, that's pretty serious. I said, I don't want to die. I said, I have two little kids. I have a two-year-old and a newborn. Please, please, Lord, uh, listen to my prayer. I'd like to live another five years, maybe 10. And I remember crying my eyes out with a priest. And um, at that time, I had like a vision of my grandmother, who was a person who loved me dearly. And I loved myself as well. I had a very close relationship with her. And um, I felt that in my heart that my grandmother's words that she said before she died, which were. Don't worry I'll be praying for you I'll be taking care of you with God I'll I'll tell God what you need and lo and behold a week later after I went to the doctor to get another check the ventricle had actually shrunk back down to its normal size in a week's time the doctor was uh almost crying because his dad the doctor's father had actually become a priest and the doctor said that it was almost like um One of those things where he felt that God was like showing him like that miracles can still happen. You know, his, I guess his mother had died and the father had become a priest and the nurse who had was on the phone too. She was also crying and she was saying, I can't believe this. I can't believe what I'm seeing. And so it was true. Not only did I get five years, 10 years, 20 years, my daughter, Sean is now 22 and I am doing great. I'm still doing very well. So uh, God has taken care of me. You know, I was on death's door. I really did think I was dying. My ejection fraction was like in the 30s, which is pretty low for somebody in their 30s, you know, with enough blood getting pumped out to be able to function properly. So it's just been a miracle. And then at the beginning of 2020, with the pandemic happening, uh, before I got involved in this, I was actually hosting my own show in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, it was called the Positive Side. Bill was going to be a guest on that show. In fact, <laughs> and we met each other. And I, I, came to Bill and I said, "Listen, I'm not going to be working at my other other show over at RVN TV where I used to work. Uh, would you like to do a podcast?" And so, you know, it wasn't the right time at that time. Bill said, "You know, I'm kind of busy. I don't think so." But then the pandemic happened, and then he got in a car accident, which we can talk a little bit about. That changed everything. And Bill said to me, let's give it a try. But we found out that we had something in common, which was why when we shared stories, we found out we had a lot more in common than we realized. Because not only did we suffer from heart issues, and we're both doing very well right now, praise God. But we shared the same philosophy of faith, meaning that we we believed in all the doctrines of the church. We believe in all of the importance of the truths, the theology, the body, all those important things that what it means to be Catholic. But the one thing that we really agreed on was that it also means that we have to be really good people, and we have to care about people, and we have to be a good listener. And so that's really what brought us together was the fact that we believed that it had to be a living faith, not just something doctrinal, not just something that's on paper. And not just something that we sit around with our friends and feel like we're better than anybody else, because we both know that we're not. And so that's really how Sowing Hope was born. And Bill, I'm so grateful to be friends with you, and I'm so grateful to be able to minister with you on this show.
0: Oh yeah. Likewise, Anne, and you know, um, you know God allowed this I mean, we're 157 episodes deep as I <laughs> repair by computer. and you know um, it, it's, it's beautiful. Uh, and that, you know, we, we are able to, as you said, minister to people, uh, and, and really beyond that, um, just walk with people along the journey, you know, and, and, you know, here's the thing, this show is for everybody. It's not for, I I remember when we first started doing it on Podbean live for like our first or second episode (laughs) before we had started branching into the YouTube. And we had people from India listening to us and and commenting and we're like wow i can't believe there's people from india listening to our show live on the air right now um and that was so beautiful to see um that this show is for everybody you know they they were non-christian they were Mm -hmm. Hindus, and um they would be interacting with us and listening so this show is for everybody and um we we want to make it's an it's an open you know, it really is a community too. I mean, I, 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 know that we just got back from the Catholic marketing network, uh, you know, last, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. And as, as we were talking with people, you just see, Oh man, I know you, I, like there's this community of, of believers that came together through this podcast, you know, and whether it be with uh, you know, our good friends, Kent and Jennifer, or whether it be with uh, you know, people, I, I, we, I, I ran into, you know, Blythe Kaufman. I mean, there's just so many different people that are part of this Angelica and Carlos uh, who we're going to be, you know, hopefully working with more and more uh, we'll, we'll hold off any major updates about that until we know exactly what we're doing. With exactly. Them. But um, we're, but we're super excited to say that we're really having some awesome conversations with them uh, from H- HCD talks. So uh, there's that there's, there's just so many different partnerships um, and and the community that we've built uh, and as you and i say it's all about collaboration it's not about competition uh you know we have we have no desire to compete with mm. with any other you know ministry out there we want to collaborate with you and we want to build the kingdom of god with you and uh, you know empower you to use your specific talents i think that's the other thing that our i'll just say to our listeners too you know god has gifted you with a singular mission right he has given you a a uh talent he's given you a charism that only you can do your fingerprint is unique right it it is it's just like your spirituality it's unique and so therefore you, you we have to as believers in christ use our uniqueness to build the kingdom of god because you know what if you don't do it i i used to play this game mousetrap with all the different kids in my uh, youth ministry programs during confirmation and the gifts of the holy spirit and i would say you know each i i would wrap all the pieces up in wrapping paper and i give it to them around christmas time and they'd open up a green boot or they'd open up a yellow uh bucket or a blue pair of stairs and they would scream mousetrap but then they would know what to do put it together and if one person withheld their peace the mousetrap game wouldn't work right that that old hasbro game it wouldn't work and that's the way it is with the kingdom of god if if you're the green boot and you're supposed to you know kick over the yellow bucket and you decide that you're going to stay home and not do your job for for christ the whole game doesn't work and and so um if you're out there, and maybe you've been sitting on the sidelines, maybe you've been in a place where you haven't been, you know, active at church recently, uh, and you haven't been contributing with your gift, just think about that. Your gift is going unused, and we need it to build uh, the body of Christ. We need it to be uh, sowing hope into our society. Because without it, there's a void there, and man, that void is scary. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're right. And Bill, thanks for also going down memory lane for when we first started, because it was just incredible how right away, you know, we got a reaction from our audience. Not that it's about that, but um, it's kind of nice to know that somebody's being affected by the podcast. And I can say now, as you said, after all these episodes that we've done 159, uh, I I do think that God has a lot more in store for us. I want to say hi to our friends on CMAX too, because uh, pretty soon. I know we got some good news there coming. We won't get into that completely right now, but uh, there's some good news that's going to be happening with some uh, other networks and, and particularly CMAX. So that's going to be a great thing.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, again, it's all about collaboration, all about, you know, you know, also, I, I, I hope our listeners turn to us for the uplifting content. I think, I think there's so much out there in, even in the Catholic sphere, um, you know, and, and Lord knows we can get sucked into our Facebook walls. Uh, I know how much I, time I spend on social media, just posting shows. And, and, and it's easy to get sidetracked and sucked into all the negativity that mm-hmm. surrounds our faith. And man, that is it. We, we, we've got to stop self-inflicted wounds on the body of Christ. We've got to stop self-inflicting, you know, the the body of Christ. And so take some time to, you know, pray and shut off your TV, shut off your social media accounts. Take that time. I mean, I'm guilty of it too, right? you know, not, not taking that time, but take some time to, to really reflect on how am I building the body of Christ without all the rhetoric that constantly swirls? On on social media doesn't mean we're not standing up for the truth. It doesn't mean we we're not uh, believing what we believe. I, I I'm not saying to acquiesce to um, you know lies or, or or Satan. I'm not saying that. I'm saying focus on your core relationship with Jesus Christ and how I think you know you and I both have the mentality of service and to really serve other people. And when we and and when you serve. Uh, especially in marginalize those people who are downtrodden, those people who have been beaten down uh, by the world. You, 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 have a different perspective because you, you can really do one thing, empathize, empathize with them and then draw um, for, from their experiences. Closer to the heart of Christ yourself. So um, you know, it, it's a great honor to serve. And, and remember, uh, Satan was the one who said I will not serve I will not bow down um, and and so if if you finding yourself saying those words um, think think twice because it's uh, echoing some other guy you probably don't want to be hanging out with too much
1: yeah right good way to say it yeah I mean um, we've all heard of the the power of positive thinking and I've heard that it I've heard it been said that it's really incorrect in terms of who we are as Catholics, because it's not all positive all the time, right? But, I do want to say but, but I really and truly don't think that all of that is bad. You know, there is a power in seeing the good. And there is a power in seeing the good in the world, even when there's evil going on, right? Because the power of good is much greater than the power of evil, okay? So part of the power of positive thinking really isn't all that terrible or horrible. It's just that we have to see it in the right perspective. It's not that we're ignoring the evil, that we're ignoring the suffering of people. That's not true. We shouldn't do that. Really, we shouldn't. And and Bill, you know, I wrote a book about that with Love and Care for the Marginalized because we have to recognize the suffering. We have to recognize the people that need us and we have to help them. But what I'm trying to say is that on a daily basis, is that we should continue to look for the good. And in that respect, I don't think there's anything wrong with being positive that, you know, in the end life really is good, it is. As, aside from all this stuff that we see, life is still good, it's still worth living. And that's really what the positive, The um, excuse me, I almost say the positive side, that's what sowing hope <laughs> is all about, The sowing hope in a broken hearts. Uh, now with that said, Bill, um, I know we're about three quarters of the way through the show, uh, why don't we do those ministry updates? I thought we could start out with the book that you and I both wrote. And let's talk about that and where people can get a hold of it.
0: Yeah. Um, well, this was such an honor. And again, one of those Holy Spirit things that this book even came to be uh through through you and uh many uh of our other good friends. Uh now we can call them good friends. Um, you know, Maggie uh, Maggie Riggins and Jennifer Southerton are now Jennifer Oakley. Um we're we're very, very excited. Um, To be able to say that we went through this whole process with uh, the hearts burning within us book, and I know we've talked about it before on the program, but um, now is really the back to school time. I mean, you know, there's maybe like going back to school next weekend for some of the college students that are out there listening or coming up this weekend, you're probably packing up your stuff, getting ready to go to school. Uh, And if you're a college freshman, I really encourage you to get the copy of this book. Because uh, what we did over the course of the pandemic was we met with five uh, students from three different universities, and we met with them and we talked with them about the questions that were on their heart. And not only did we just, you know, get the questions that were on their heart, we walked with them, much like the road to Emmaus, which is where that title of the book comes from. It comes from scripture um, in the end, end of the gospel of Luke, when the two disciples, you um, walking along this road after they've walked along this road uh, with jesus and they realize who he is in the breaking of the bread they say we're not our hearts burning with us as he spoke to us and so that's where we get the title hearts burning within us and it it really is a a journey that we took with these five different students and we we talked with them about the questions they had and then we answered them and then we talked about more questions because out of our responses came more questions and it was this really awesome journey virtual faith walk and we did it weekly for like 3 months each and every week we had a zoom call and you know and and beyond just the questions that we work through in the hour that we were on or the 45 minutes we had 45 minutes a week um you know because we didn't there was so much going on in the world we didn't want to tie up everybody's time all all week um but the but the very interesting thing about this process was that jesus showed up he showed up not only in the the responses we spent time praying together we spent time you know, doing intercessions every single week, we'd go around and just say, what can we pray for? And then we would pray together, you know, um, and never underestimate the power of prayer and community like that. You know, I, I, I wish we could bottle that up. I wish we could bottle that up and, and use it as a model everywhere um, in almost every aspect of our lives to really walk with people Um and, ask them their questions, ask them their objections and have disagreements. You know, that's one of the other things. And that's where our society really likes to ha- hammer away and say, oh, well, you know, you disagree with them. Well, you must hate them. No, no, no. We, we work through them. We talk about them. And it doesn't mean at the end of the book, we're all going to agree on this, on this one thing. It just means that we're going to uncover the truth together. And, and I think that's what was so beautiful about this. I know that I learned a lot going through this book uh, with these students. And I, and I know that the students learned a lot, but, I, but, but it really was this journey where, where we sat around as disciples uh, and maybe some seekers. We sat around and we said, hey, let's just walk together for a period of time and, and talk about difficulties. You know uh, you know I think about a lot of the things and that were in there I mean there's questions on marijuana usage like like when I think about Catholic books I'm not so sure there's a Catholic book that has you know is it okay if I use marijuana in it you know what I mean like like, they're, like like that's wild to me but but Jesus shows up and he not only answers the question he puts it on their heart um, you know to to internalize the answer to that. Uh, and, and not just a superficial answer, like, no, it's not OK, because your parents said it's not. No, that's not what our book is. <laughs> it, it's much more than that. Um, so I, I encourage people to uh, go and get a copy. It's very simply uh, on our website at patchworkheart.org. Um, it's now up on the on the cover on the front of our website. So you can just click it and get a copy and click buy now. Um, but in, in addition to that, uh, you can always just uh, email us as well if you can't figure out the internet or you want to place a bulk order or something like that you can give us an email uh at the sewing hope podcast sewing hope at patchworkheart.org um or uh whatever and i and we'll get you copies of the book uh, shipped out to you so uh thank you uh so much to first of all all the kids for helping us thank you and for all your amazing role in in authoring the book with us um and and yeah so it's been it was an amazing project
1: really was, Bill. And thank you for being the one that thought it up to begin with. God put it in your heart. Heart's burning within us. So go to patchworkheart.org. Now, I think we have like about 10 more minutes left, Bill. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about what's going on with Patchwork Heart Ministry for ministry updates?
0: Yeah. I mean, just one little thing um, that I'm super excited about. Uh, I, I, I once again, partnering with and our listeners know because Ray's been a guest here on 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 our uh, show ray haywood uh we're partnering together for an actual radio show out in um out in uh, north carolina in the diocese of charlotte uh with carolina catholic radio network Uh, we're doing a weekly program called the remnant and we're spelling the remnant r-e-m-e-n-a-n-t uh because it's a men's show uh and likewise it's going to be hopefully going to be a uh a video show available through uh, Carolina Catholic radio network. We'll see if we can simulcast it here on uh, the uh, patchwork heart ministry uh, channel, if we're allowed to do that. But um, I'm real excited about that. Where another gentleman is joining us for that conversation. And he is uh, a little bit younger. So we have three different generations. We have uh, Stephen Thomas, who is a uh, in his twenties, newly engaged uh, and is getting ready to get married uh, next, uh, next year. Uh, I think in the spring, and then myself and Ray, who uh, has more of the seasoned dad. I'm the new dad on the, on the uh, <laughs> podcast, uh, but Ray has um, and, and radio show. But but Ray has the seasoned dad, the kids that are in college, uh, kind of deal. And uh, so we're talking about men's issues and men's stuff. Uh, look for that upcoming uh, in September. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun show. It's going to be um, engaging. We're hoping to have. Um, you know, some, some really good catechesis because Lord knows men need uh, to get with it these days and become leaders in their family. So uh, we're super excited about doing that program.
1: Yeah, that's great, Bill. You got a lot going on. I just want to ask people to, uh, as you say, follow friend and like, right. Follow friend and like patchwork heart ministry, please do. Uh, It's an honor for me, honestly, Uh, It's an honor for me to be a part of Patchwork Heart Ministry and, Bill, that you've invited the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation, where I work as the director, where I'm honored to be a part of that team as well. Now, I can't believe it. I've already been part of St. Raymond Onatus Foundation since uh, end of 2017. I'm coming on four years, so I'm very grateful to the Mercedarian Friars at uh, at Mercedarian Friars USA, orderofmercy.org, because they're the people that I represent. And that's the religious order that to me, I don't just work there. To me, this is a really important part of my life that I care about the people. Mm -hmm. I care about the ministry. I care about all the families that we're trying to help. And as you know, Bill, you're part of the board there. I want to thank you for being a part of that board of directors. We have an amazing board And you know what? We have a lot of great things that are going to be happening there too. And, and to me, that's a wonderful thing because it's really evolved. And I, I have to say, we've had our challenges over the years, you know, any, any small nonprofit, all all that growth, it takes work, you know? And, um, and so I'm just so honored because whenever people ask me, you know, what do I do for a living? You know, I'm, I'm, ai am a mom and wife. That's first, that's first to me, my, my family, and being a Catholic, you know, my baptismal call. But aside from that, right underneath that, it's not an author, it's not a speaker, it's not a, a, a TV host. I'm the director of the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. I want people to know that too, that listen to this podcast, how important that is to me, because I take it very seriously. And, uh, and it means so much to me to help families in crisis. You know why? Because when the friars came together, in 2015, and they wanted to do something, they voted. It was either going to be that or another area of ministry. They voted on that. That was what it was. Now, of course, we've had an initial mission which we started back in 2017 to divorce Catholics, which we've done a beautiful job with all that. Um, but you know what? We we do other things too, and that's part of who we are. So, Bill, I just want to thank you for being a part of that mission as well um, means so much, means so much to me and to the people that we serve that we can work together. Cause you know what, that's what it's all about. We're working together with these two ministries.
0: Yeah. Again, it's collaboration and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I think it's a rare thing in today's society, you know? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I want to give a big shout out to our friends at Fiat Ministry. Network yes, because, uh, They um, do so much to support us and in, in live streaming and streaming and helping edit videos and being just um, amazing partners with, I know your journey's in faith TV show, which is coming back. uh, Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, I think September, when does it restart for people?
1: Yeah. It's starting now. I got to look over here at the calendar. I'm going to flip the calendar over here. It's starting on September 10th. So I can't wait. I can't wait. And even though, like I said, my main job is director of St. Raymond and Otis foundation but these beautiful collaborative efforts, they all work with it. So it's part of it. It's part of being the director of the foundation, being a podcaster, being a host, working with Bill with Patchwork Heart Ministry, which means the world to me to be able to collaborate together. So Bill, again, I just want to thank you for the opportunities. And um, if somebody's listening and you want to learn more about, know, about what we do, just go to nonatis.org. I know I've said it a lot, but for people who are new to this show, and, and haven't visited the website for the St. Raymond and Otis Foundation, just check it out there.
0: Yep, definitely, definitely uh, do that. And, um, you know, if you're new to the show, uh, I do encourage you to drag a friend with you, uh, <laughs> drag, drag a new friend with you. Uh, that's how this thing grows. Uh, that's how you honestly support our ministry. Uh, all those listeners, all those subscribers, all of those things, they're free things to do that support our ministry. Uh, there are little ways that you can go in and support, um, of course, you know, the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation. Uh, financially, there's all those uh, donor links up on the website. You can do that. You can find, um, you know, all of that on nonatus, uh, nonatus.org. Um, but you can also find that on Patchwork Heart Ministry. And it, it's not about, you know, you know, donating us millions of dollars so we can, mm-hmm. we can do this. That's, that's not what this is about. Uh, it, it's about you know supporting us and even those free little things. Sending um, your friend this podcast. Sending a uh, book to a college kid that needs to go out um, you know to college with with, with with a full heart ready to serve Christ. You know, buying buying a fifteen dollar book for them. <laughs> yeah. you know, like like we're, we're not talking about you know making millions or or anything like that. We're talking about. Helping other people, and and that's what nonprofit organizations do. Like ours, we're we're three little small nonprofit organizations. Uh, the, you know Fiat Ministry Network, Patrick Heart Ministry, Saint Remen and Otis Foundation. We're, we're, we're all collaborating to build the kingdom of God. So whatever way you can support us, whether it's clicking that like and subscribe button, um, you know Patrick Heart Ministry Facebook page is like seventy, I think seventy some. Uh, followers shy of 1000 and like all that wow. unlocked oh, at 1000. So like if you're listening to this, you're a follower of our page, invite one of the fr- one of your friends to follow us on Facebook because we get to that thousand subscribers. it allows us to be able to reach more people and do more things according to the Facebook algorithm, right um, It allows our podcast to be seen differently and we're like 70 people short. So guess what? F- follow if you don't if you haven't liked the page, go and like it and then follow. Uh, and send it to a friend. I mean that's that's the important thing that's how you can support us. I know it's the same thing with St Raminatis Foundation I know it's the same yeah. thing with fiat follow friend like share that's that's the best way you can support us um, you know and and if you're and if you're you know would like to financially support us all of that information's on our websites.
1: yeah Bill, thank you. Um, I can't say enough to you and to our friends at Fiat Ministry Network how great it is as you said to collaborate you know that's what to me, that's what the church should be about. It should be about collaborative work because you know what it comes down to? The church cares. The church is a field hospital and we're all part of it. So, no matter what our ministry is, no matter if it's Patchwork Heart, Fiat Ministry Network, the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation, we come together so that we can, we're a greater force when we join forces. So, Bill, thank you so much. And also, Bill, thank you for your friendship to me and with all the people that listen. Uh, It's really just a great thing. And I think this is a wonderful way for us to start out our very first, you know, video podcast for the Sewing Hope podcast, even though we did the one in first CNM or (laughs) CMN. uh, This is great. Thank you.
0: Yes, it is. And this has been awesome. And uh, folks, once again, uh, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Uh, Again, follow and like us, share this podcast forever and email us at sewinghope.com at patchworkheart.org but until next time from all of us here thank you so very much for tuning in and until next time keep beating to your Catholic heart sowing hope into broken hearts thanks for listening to this episode of Sowing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio for more information about this podcast and our ministries visit our websites patchworkheart.org and anndesantis.com You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or Andy Santis too.